I'm Roger Rosenblatt, and this is Word for Word. I am writing blindly. Besides the newsworthy revelation of Lieutenant Captain Dmitry Kolesnikov's dying message to his wife, recovered from the husk of the sunken submarine Kursk, that 23 of the 118 crewmen had survived on an isolated chamber for a while, in contradiction to claims by Russian officials that all had perished within minutes of the accident, there was the matter of writing the message in the first place. His message? I am writing blindly. In the first place, in the last place, that is what we people do, write messages to one another. We are a narrative species. We exist by storytelling, by relating our situations, and the test of our evolution may lie in getting the story right. What Kolesnikov did in deciding to describe his position and entrapment others have done also in states of repose or terror. When a JAL airliner went down in 1985, passengers used the long minutes of its terrible spiraling descent to write letters to loved ones. When the last occupants of the Warsaw Ghetto had finally seen their families and companions die of disease or starvation or be carried off in trucks to extermination camps, and there could be no doubt of their fate. Still, they took scraps of paper on which they wrote poems, thoughts, fragments of lives, rolled them into tight scrolls, and slipped them into the crevices of the ghetto walls. Why did they bother? With no countervailing news from the outside world, they assumed the Nazis had inherited the earth, that if anyone discovered their writings, it would be their killers who would snicker and toss them away. They wrote because, like Kolesnikov, they had to. The impulse was in them like a biological fact. So enduring is this storytelling need that it shapes nearly every human endeavor. Businesses depend on stories told of past failures and successes and on the myth of the mission of the company. In medicine, doctors increasingly rely on a patient's narrative of the progress of an ailment, which is inevitably more nuanced and useful than the data of machines. In the law, the same thing. Every court case is a competition of tales told by the prosecutor and defense attorney. The jury picks the one it likes best. The only reason O.J. got off in his first trial was that the jury preferred Johnny Cochran's story to Marsha Clark's. As fate would have it, O.J. finally got his, however, when he was thrown in jail for stealing his own property. All these activities derive from essential places in us. Psychologist Jerome Bruner says children acquire language in order to tell the stories that are already in them. We do our learning through storytelling processes. The man who arrives at our door is thought to be a salesman because his predecessor was a salesman. When the pattern-making faculties fail, the brain breaks down. Schizophrenics suffer from a loss of story. The deep proof of our need to spill, to keep on spilling, lies in reflex, often in desperate circumstances. A number of years ago, Jean-Dominique Bobby, the editor of Elle magazine in Paris, was felled by a stroke so destructive that the only part of his body that could move was his left eyelid. Flicking that eyelid, he managed to signal the letters of the alphabet and proceeded to write his autobiography, The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, with the last grand gesture of his life. All this is of acute and consoling interest to writers whose odd existences are ordinarily strung between asking why we do it and doing it incessantly. The explanation I've been able to come up with has to do with freedom, you write a sentence, the basic unit of storytelling, and you are never sure where it will lead. The readers will not know where it leads either. Your adventure becomes theirs, eternally recapitulated in tandem, one wild ride together. Even when you come to the end of the sentence, that dot, 
it is still strangely inconclusive. I sometimes think that one writes to find God in every sentence. But God, the ironist, always lives in the next sentence. It is this freedom of the message sender and receiver that connects them, sailor to wife, the dying to the living. Writing has been so important in America, I think, because communication is the soul and engine of democracy. To write is to live according to one's terms. If you ask me to be serious, I will be frivolous, magnanimous, petty, cynical. I will be a brazen believer in all things. Whatever you demand of me, I will not give you, unless it is with the misty hope that what I give you is not what you ask for, but what you need. You can't always get what you want. We use this freedom to break the silence even of death, even when, in the depths of our darkest loneliness, we have no clear idea of why we reach out to one another with these frail, perishable chains of words. In the black chamber of the submarine, Kolesnikov noted, I am writing blindly, like everyone else.